So good morning. Here we are in the mid of the year, the middle of the year. It's June already. And did you think that we would be in June still talking about the American rescue money or the ARP money? You see, people have it all confused. Especially here in Nevada, where they've been using the federal dollars, like shopping. Like, you know, winning a shopping spree. And they've always done what they wanted to do with the federal allocation. So unfortunate that people don't understand that when you stand united, you do not fall. But for people who look like me, who feel that they are so much more empowered than I am as a human, I'm here to say that we are only humans. And it does matter what you've done. It matters what you know. And it matters what the rules are. And as the rules are the rules, and we're all living in America under the umbrella of being an American, know this. I know my value, and I know my worth. And therefore, you cannot hinder the truth. And that's just the real thing. When, when states get money from the federal government, that is, they have an obligation to the children who are being counted under the census. And goddamn, that's nothing more than the number count of the children who are born in an area, who are in poverty, who are married, who are divorced. I mean, you know, the census just kind of collects all of that information truthfully. And then they allocate resources based on what? The number of people who live in your local community in which the federal government has promised the states to help support with their poor, where, you know, with their indigent, that means poor people, and with their special needs people, people with disabilities, with their bilingual people, and with just the number of children who are living in poverty, homeless, neglected, and delinquent, come on, the federal government has created a category in which to support states. So, you know, of course, politicians, of course, political, whatever, the politics around the money is how you're going to spend the money to support who? The people who are generating the money. Because the federal government has also made it mandatory that within that state, the federal government will supply money to help states educate your ass. But then... If you're just unwilling, you know, there is that part in the 14th Amendment, except for in the commencement of crimes and whatever, that you lose your right to citizenship. But hello, the obligation is first train. Hmm. So when we went to look to see what Nevada had been doing for years and years, after all of the investment in the federal resources, we didn't find a whole lot of shit, nothing because they've been able to manipulate and squander the federal dollars and not pay attention to the children who were, you know, turning the money. So let's just be honest. We need to be honest with ourselves. What the hell happened? You know, what the hell? Because what we're seeing, it just can't be. Why is it that grown men with throw 
their child out of a window. Ask yourself, is this something evolving in America? Or is this just with black men who cannot pay child support? (laughs) Because they do not earn child support. And the obligation should be to the state to give a job, a resource, a benefit. Make it mandatory. Who gives a fuck? Nobody really does, as long as they're able to work and make their own. But when you make it so complicated and you say everybody doesn't have to have everybody receiving services from them. They can go find another and another and another. And by the time you've been passed around like that, well, goddamn, it's just real. And, you know, there's another show. Well, it is like a show. It's better than television. (laughs) It's called Clubhouse. Only because you can leave quietly. You don't have to speak. And you can just, like, be a voyeur. Just watch from the sidelines, which most people just do anyway. Because when, you know, what are they doing? Because you're obligated to whatever you're doing. And when you see successful people, just understand they understand the grind. And it's not a problem to them. But when you see people who would like to live on your glory, well, they can only do that if they have your knowledge, boo. And it's unfortunate, you know. You know, it is the faith of the mustard seed. Because I really did have faith that the federal government's obligation to the people who they are paying the states to help provide access to is truly a legal obligation. And no, I do not have to go to federal court for a judge to review my research, my knowledge, (laughs) toward me. Bing, 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 a la peanut butter sandwiches. (laughs) It's hilarious. I find it so hilarious that, you know, Nevada is still moving forward with what what they believed that they could still do because they were working under states' rights and they had all of the other people just fooled, meaning they were treating them bad and meaning that they really didn't understand what the game was all about. But it's amazing that they had to come to the table and share what do they have to share, what they have been doing with the money as the state has been pulling the $50,000 back for every teacher working in a higher poverty school and the kids were just not getting the resources because they just hired temporary people and they didn't even give them health care. Okay, no, they're not doing wonderful shit now. They're trying to get in compliance with the law as we're only talking about the law. Well, I think that I'm going to skate y'all this morning. I'm going to go on over and join in on that wisdom program because I really like it because it allows people to join in. (laughs) And then I don't have to wait to try to call a friend and invite a friend. Because most people, they just don't agree with me. and, And it's okay. It's just perfectly fine. Because we're still living in America. And I was still born in the USA. That makes me an American citizen. And quite frankly, I understand. I ain't chasing no magic stick. Hey. But I do like to party. 
but there's just nowhere to party because there's no Moulin Rouge here in Las Vegas and there's no Cotton Club and there's just no place that is available that has the resources to allow my people to come and party like they do. I mean, you know, these casinos are very territorial. They call the rules. They call the shots. So they have a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, post because see, they can't keep up the post, you know, just like the lodges, every city, state, county, whatever, they have a lodge or a post. And, you know, this represents, you know, the veterans and their, you know, and how they continue to socialize away from the military once they've retired. But if you ain't never been on that side of the fence, boo, then you really never experience what America truly offers. Because once you know what you have rights to, then you can just stand up and demand. Well, like, subscribe, follow my podcast here on Anchor. This is Darlene Anderson saying, Oh, he paired with you in a many. There's one, but out of one, there just may be none. What are you willing to do in 2022? So I haven't gotten on here mm, to uh, share any knowledge lately. This is Darlene Anderson. And the reality is that this is 2022. And we continue to have these mass shootings. And we all understand as citizens how difficult it has been to be an African-American living in America. Nobody wants to be us. And nobody wants to be associated as they look like us. And the reality is, is that, you know, America has a great issue about this color scheme when color means absolutely nothing, has nothing to do with who you are. Who you are has to do with what you're willing to do in America and how you're willing to respond. So many people have been given a blessing and guess what? Just totally disregard that blessing and act like the world owes them something and the world absolutely owes you nothing. As an individual, you are just that. The blessing is life, but when people don't, when people really don't appreciate the blessing, well, unfortunately, they do leave and that's just real. As an American citizen, who are you? That's what I'll question once again, because so few people have a voice. When they could parade George Floyd around, like, you know, we had to witness his death, his murder over and over and over. And what was that for? But then we understand that Congress just recently passed the Emmett Till bill. Well, hell, who are we and what are we doing? What have we created this chaos? As you know, it's like, it's like a pot that's ready to explode at any moment. As we just really don't understand in America, we have an obligation. The responsibility is yours. And as you can understand that we are living in a nation that's based on entertainment. Bing, bing, bing. And we are just human capital. Do I have more to say? Perhaps, maybe not. The reality is, is that you will only be who you are when you know who you are. And we're waiting 
So will you wake up in 2022? The word is e purpose unum. Out of many, there's one, but out of one, there just may be none. And what are you willing to do in 2022? Please like, subscribe, follow my podcast here on Anchor. Y'all have a blessed day. So I wanted to talk tonight about public education and the success of public education and the failure because the obligation for public education lies upon the state and it's kind of a state's rights issue, but it's not because it's a support issue that allows individuals to become citizens. And it's the becoming a citizen that matters because as you grow and are aware of your surroundings and what is expected of you as an individual human being, because I mean, just going to school doesn't start, take off anything. It's just a mandatory process in which all people who are children are required to participate in. And then there's the truancy issue. If you don't make it in time, and a lot of people like to put on the blame on children not making it is because they're not in the seats at the same time or they're lacking access. And I want to tell you, once you get behind, well, you're just behind forever. And there is no catch up in public education. There's just social promotion. And we've allowed this as a community. We've allowed this as a nation because failure has just become an option in public education. And people don't really value public education. It's mandatory, yes. And they can take your children from you. And they do. And in this system of public services, the removal of children from their homes is obviously not working very well. And over the time, our education system has just truly faltered. It is not valuable as it used to be. But there are people that value public education and those people are getting some services. I'm telling you, there are people that get choice schools. Did you know that? Have you never been in a choice school program? I got to tell you, something amazing. The STEM programs and the choice school programs and the magnet programs, they're simply amazing. The issue is that all those other schools that are underfunded, well, they ain't getting a whole lot of nothing. Hmm. But what they've mastered is the collection of willful data, willful issues, you know, issues of non-participation, and then they make it the student's fault. And that is just insanity. Failure of public education does not lie with the child. It lies with those adults that are all working in the system, and they can't figure it out. Social promotion is unacceptable in 2022 because we are all Americans and the state needs to have an obligation personally to assure access for individuals after the offer of faith. And, you know, it had to be valuable. It had to make a difference to the person. And, and you know, public education is just simply, I must say, it's when you say you can ask to guess, anybody can join. Uh, if you want to talk, truly, I'm just running my mouth. But um, when public education starts, 
people don't think about this, but we all pay taxes. As soon as you get out of high school, you're going to pay some taxes, book. And if you win any large sum of money, you're going to pay taxes on that. And then if you're working hard and a hard worker and earning a, you know, a nominal amount of money, you're going to pay taxes on it. And you're going to pay taxes in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. There are people that are just paying that. And they make the money, so they're not complaining. But then you need to understand, when you look in a state and you look at how the poor people are faring, why well, I'd say you need to concern yourself when the poor people are not making it because we're only building a prison nation where people who are not making it through public schools ultimately will make a wrong choice because the opportunity to benefit in life is simply limited. But when people would run, oh, what do you want to call it? Sting operations, creating opportunities for decent people with real jobs to think that they could make some fast money. Because I heard one week of how they set people up who may want to go into prostitution or whatever. And I'm listening to the employees talk about what they do. And then the next week, I'm seeing a firefighter, a firefighter with his face plastered all over the news, saying that he was trying to entice a young woman into prostitution. And I'm saying, well, that was a setup and he didn't know he was being set up. But why is it that there are not real opportunities out there for people easily to make additional money? It's it's concerning, but it's so concerning because, you know, they decided who was going to make the money in marijuana. And then understand people, people went down for some endo weed, you know, he got five years on endo weed. And I'm saying, really? Marijuana? I'm so happy that I moved to a state that freely indulges in marijuana, but it's not that I had ever, but. I figured it out. The pills and the medication were making me sick and sicker. The marijuana happens to help. And so it's just a choice. And uh, the medication costs so much money. But when they continue to pump you up with the pain pills, because I was getting 180 Norcos a month. Can you imagine that? And I was trying not to take them, but as soon as the pain pill wore off, the pain would come back extremely worse. And so you learn how to manage your pain, and that's just real. You learn how to manage your life, and that's a reality. But if you're not managing, then you're just surviving, and that's just real. We all have to understand that public education is not the missing link for good parenting. And good parenting comes from, well, you know, parenting, parents are just not born. But if there are certain families that have great parenting skills and raise their children, and if you happen to meet one of those people, well, then you just have to work with them for the parenting skills, that is. Because we in America, well, you know, I think we started off right. I believe we did because there was Head Start and there was all kind of programs that supported the family. But then it just became the harvest. And people start removing children from families as if the city or the state or the county can do a better job at parenting, but they're not training people to be good parents. And I think that that is my biggest complaint is the training is 
null or none. And, you know, I remember my sister used to work for Sacramento City Unified, Sacramento City Unified School District, and she was a parent advisor. And they, I don't think they have parent advisors here. Actually, I don't. I think they use this organization called FACES, which is a not-for-profit organization. And they kind of uh, supposedly provide the parent interventions for, you know, people who need parenting classes. But it's not something that's done district-wide. And it's just concerning because I've never moved to a place where they really don't want your advice. They just want to keep on doing what they've been doing. And which what they've been doing is moving money. And, you know, that's just totally unacceptable. Supplanting is what they do, and they do it rather publicly. And, you know, when they talk as a legislator about changing the color of money, when they would bust down the two highest uh, positions in a grant and then lower them and then put two or three people in the place and then try to work that grant like that, but the grant's not having the outcomes. And see, the problem is, is they lack the outcomes, they lack the data for the support that they're providing to the human beings that they're nourishing because they're really not nourishing them. They've selected to do a couple of things, one be the harbor and the other be the haven. Now the harbor, what the harbor is, it's a referral service. It offers really no services to any people. You understand what I'm saying? It's not offering services. What it offers is a referral. And here in Nevada, They've allowed people to get uh, certificates. They, you know, qualify them for these 30-hour training programs for behavior intervention, which I never understood, but I mean, I saw it. And uh, then to understand that they don't really grade children. They base their grades on the completion of assignments and tasks. And so they really fought back when the teachers Junior was asked to provide, you know, some kind of rigorous data that demonstrates where the children actually were by age appropriate placements. You know what I'm saying? So when we're looking at public schools and we're wondering what's really happening, so many children getting letter grades of F. And then those S are easily turned around when the families challenge the letter grade of F. And I'm saying, okay, really? That just happened like that. Well, just tell me. From the curriculum that you have chosen to utilize to educate the children who live in your area, how are the children accessing that curriculum? And uh, I get a pushback every time. That's not something they really want to talk about. I had a meeting today, an IEP meeting with a young, for a young man, and uh, I keep asking the same question of the staff. In the 11th grade, there is core curriculum that is offered to all children. It doesn't, the curriculum doesn't change. What will change is the way the student is accessing the material or a demonstration of maintenance of the goals that were written for him to learn, supposedly, at the same level as his same age peers in the classroom. But that's just impossible because we have so many kids who are at the third and third grade level for reading and math and the fifth grade level for reading and math. And, you know, it's right wherever they stop learning, wherever the parent had the real issue about were they learning or not, and then they just start socially promoting them. And it just means absolutely nothing 
to people who collect data about your inability because that's what they do well. They're not licensed psychologist people. They're not, I don't know what they are. They're just people who have a particular skill in a particular area and are supposed to be able to train to teach that area. But when a state like Nevada has refused to provide the supports that are being offered to the children in those underfunded, underfunded institutions. Because see, here in Nevada, they just decided that, well, hell, everybody deserves some of that federal money. And we kept hearing on the news about how the invitation was for people to come in and share their thoughts about you know, the American rescue money. But but when you hear legislators and the people who are presenting to the legislators talk about Alabama bought two new prisons with their American rescue money. And I said, well, really? I was totally unaware of the use of money like that. But, you know, you've got to be paying attention to the the Department of Justice right now because they're really coming after these fraudsters who inappropriately use the American rescue money. But I would like them to see, I would just like them to come after people who were inappropriately using the federal dollars in the first place. Because, you know, federal money for your state and all states get this support for their youngest and their neediest. So if you have a child that has a disability or is living in poverty or is, you know, needs additional help, bilingual, let's just put it out there like that. That's what the federal government will help your state with. And because in America, we integrated the schools in the 60s and the black children went from the black schools, all black schools to the integrated schools. But, you know, we figured out how to just create magnet programs for our children who are successful. That's people with knowledge and people with money go to STEM programs and they get to say they want to be in choice schools and they get to run their political message on choice schools. And I said, really, you're fighting for choice when you're, when your state's not even putting in the basic dollars to ensure Every child has a right to a basic education and you have no evidence that you are even trying to work with the children who are generating that money. And I am sorry, this is 2022, boo. 2022, not 1955, when you would create your tax policy in 1955 and say that you're willing to put in 2% of your taxes for federal or for programs and services. And I'm saying, what is 2%? When you have figured out that every child gets a free lunch, and I I still don't know how that works. Every child should not qualify for free and reduced lunch. Yet and still, that eliminates your ability or your responsibility to articulate to these people who you have been stealing from or stealing for. You don't have to explain anything, right? Uh, wrong. Because... Everybody has a right to know about the services that are being provided in the local community as local control is what we all strive for. But my people, I'm sorry, I'm African-American, but my people need to understand that there is an obligation to the public services for the people who are generating those dollars. And there just is a basic obligation. Well, where do you find it? Because failure is certainly an option. Well, 
you have to understand that you have to use the shield of the United States Department of Education. They provide all of the wonderful resources that you may need to ensure that access happens for your child. But first, they like to play a lot of games, meaning that we had, oh, it was so difficult to be in the room with people who want to tell you what you have to listen to them. And they're not making any sense to you. So I'm just trying to really understand. I'm sitting with in a room with women and men on an IEP team meeting. And they're telling me, even though I've read the reports and totally disagree, that I have to listen to them plead their case. And I'm saying, truly, I'd be willing to do that if they could document that he made any progress in the last two years. Any. And you know, I'm not ignorant, but failure is just not an option. And if you can't explain what type of growth and development is happening in the IEP meeting, then boo, it ain't happening. You get me? And it's so frustrating because people would like to understand or pretend that they are in control. And no, they're not. That's why I'm telling you. When you file a complaint with the Department of Education in regards to your child who is not meeting any standards in the IEP and are getting letter grades of F, well, we need to hold somebody accountable. Who shall we hold accountable? I'm just trying to wonder. First, you, I want you to know, as an individual, of course, the local school can assess and do their demonstration of evaluations. And once they're completed with theirs, then you have the right to ask for an outside evaluation from an outside evaluator, meaning that someone who's not even clued or keyed into the district and obviously not one of those people they have on contract. What you really want to know is where your child is at this moment, at this time in his life. And if he is seven years old, well, then we want to know where he is in compared to the other seven years old in the nation. Did you hear me? I said in the nation. Because a child has a right to, you know, excel and move towards those goals and support and and receive support for whatever he needs to do to meet that where every seven-year-old will be in America by the age of seven. And that's what we realize that we didn't realize before, that equity and access is a major key in success or the ability of your child to engage in, in, you know, in life. You know, that I Got Five on it, Messing With That End of Weed was really a song, but it was a song about end of weed. And you really don't even understand that there's a difference between sativa and indigo until you smoke it. And you really don't need to smoke it unless you got a problem with pain or you got a problem with, uh, you know, calming yourself down. That'd be important. But in America, you really need to free your mind. So, you know, free your mind. You know that song. You know, A will follow. Hey, it's real. Because uh, in America, we are standing on the verge of losing all of our freedoms as individuals, as citizens. Why do I say that? because we're not educating the population and failure has become the only impetus of the visionary 
process of what people are creating educational outcomes. They're just saving their own children, boo. They ain't thinking about yours. You know, when people say I'm living my best life, I ain't got time to deal with you. It is really that they are living their best life. And, you know, you need to understand that the music was always what was going on. Because, you know, Marvin Gaye did say, what's going on? You know, and I wanted to know what was going on then, too. But I also know that Friday night just got paid. Hey, that's a real song. And that was every Friday. I couldn't wait for the Friday to come. So I could get out there and shake and release. And everybody has to have a shake and release about what's going on in 2022. Because really, I don't understand. Not when we would try to move beyond where all children are not being supported in the public education system. And then expect the people to say what? Not when we've been forced to listen to George Floyd just beg for his mama. And I did not see the level of resistance. But when I see the over-persecution or over-restraint of African-American individuals for the failure to comply, boo, then I'm saying, wow, this is not the America that I knew in 1958. When I was born, it was just different. Sure, we would go, and my dad was in the Air Force, and we'd go down south, and we'd be driving. We never tried to stop in those little towns or whatever because they did say those signs were there, white only, white only, restrooms white only. You understand? I understand. Because when I was raising my children, the pretense, the pretense that my son was making progress and I was supposed to sit on the other side of that table and say what? That I agreed? Oh, hell no. We had an IEP meeting every three weeks and that was real. You don't believe me? Why don't you ask the Honorable Michael Rosenberg? He was a state disabilities counselor for Area Board 3. And every time I established an IEP meeting, he showed up. And we talked about progress. And we talked about progress within the curriculum of the grade level that my son was in. And when he got to the seventh grade, believe me, he couldn't write two sentences. Even over the summer, we did work on that report because that was the first time, his first book report before he got into the seventh grade. And we did complete it. But it wasn't without a lot of work and effort on his side. But the thing I liked about the school that he was attending, science and engineering, SES in Sacramento, was that they had presentations before the class and they had to put on a presentation. They had to pitch an idea. They had to be comfortable with researching and developing whatever concept that they were going to sell or whatever they chose to do. And it was such a great opportunity to demonstrate how the world really works. But here in Clark County, I can tell you, I really don't know what the hell's going on. I haven't really been able to go too close to any of the schools because I don't have a child there. But when I look at the data, it's demonstrous. It is just out of control when you look at the percentage of children who are being moved away from their home schools with no data. And when they don't have manifestation hearings before they move children, which is criminal, 
And then when the program that they say they're moving these children to, except children with 504s or IEPs, and there's no demonstration of the maintenance of the support that those children are getting, then I'm sorry, did you not know that that was a little criminal? Because it is. And so before we put on the new shoes and start this new foot in America, we have to clean up the old crap. And I don't think they're willing to clean up anything here in Clark County. They have been manipulating and surplanting federal dollars forever. And they just don't have any of the data that they should have that would demonstrate that the children are being successful. They have overcrowded programs and they have too few teachers. And their concept ideal of putting high school students in the classroom. And I just want to know whose children are they going to put those high school students with? Because I promise you, in the poor communities where people don't have skills, I don't know what kind of outcomes you really expect, but I don't see anything good coming. In America, we're all free, but we all have a right to have a basic educational option, and, and it must work, and the state has to ensure that it's working. But when your state has created a fifth certificate of completion, and that's for people who know that they're not going to graduate because they have too many, they're too far, they're too credit deficient. And then, you know, to meet young people who were told that not to come back. Well, hell, this happens. But, you know, Obama took care of a lot of that under Every Child Succeed Act. Why don't you listen to it sometimes? He says that in your state, if you have foster care children who did graduate at grade level, well, they have a right to two, year, two years of vocational training, real workforce development. And they have a right to have funding, transportation, and food, and a roof over their head. Not, I mean, what are we looking at? The 250,000 homeless people? And we don't know how many youth are out there, but we don't even know how many kids are dropping out of school. And that's just real because we just don't have the data. And for whatever reason, Clark County feels that they can have employees working and where they're not holding these employees accountable, well, that's just unacceptable. In America, the reality is, it's we shoot them out of many, there's one. We can't keep up, we just can't continue to open the doors of America and bringing all these new immigrants in and then refusing to pay attention to the people who are stuck in poverty and the children of color and minorities because you figured out how to swindle the system. And that's really what it is. I can't stand for anybody who wants to fight for school choice when there's so many children out there that cannot read. And that's just totally unacceptable because we are housing individuals for life because they're undereducated. And hell no, that just can't continue. Everybody has an opinion, my grandmother used to say. Everybody got an opinion, just like everybody got an asshole. And understand, I understand who I am. It's my opinion and my opinion solely. And I am not afraid to share my concerns. In America, the word is e -perbishinum. Out of many, there's one. And out of one, there'll be none. And who will you be in 2022? What are you willing to do? Check out my podcast on Anchor. What is the Parent Empowerment Hour? And understand that we as a nation have to figure out how we're going to stand together to save our children and our grandchildren and our tribe as American citizens because it's unacceptable for the rich and the famous to benefit 
and the children in poverty to squander and fail. Well, I think it's time for me to have a glass of water or something to drink. But I always enjoy talking, so I will be back. Not exactly sure when. I have to pray about this because it's really not happening. People continue to say how they care about the lives of the children. But here in Nevada, in Clark County, where they're building all these townhomes with three and 400 units in a small area, and they have few schools and few educational public services to offer to people, and people are standing in great lines to get services, but everybody and every child receive a free lunch. I'm sorry. Even if the state is kicking in the other half, how are they defining the support for the children who are generating the federal dollars? And they are not. Well, I'll be back. I love to talk. Don't worry. I won't give you a chance to miss me. Y'all have a great day. I'm at the end. It's not ending. Oh, no, I'm going to end.